Hey everyone, I'm super, super thrilled to have our amazing guest today. She is beautiful. She's also a genius. Um, she's been in the medical spa industry for a very long time, and I'm super excited to have met her a couple of years ago. We've been fast friends since. So welcome, Chelsea. How are you doing? Good. How are you, Lee? Yeah, doing awesome. Awesome now that you're here. So let's just start. I'm so excited for this. So um, how did you get into medicine? Um, well, I started with cosmetology in high school, and I went for a year of college, ended up dropping out. <laughs> and found a program for what's called cosmetic therapy, which in Ohio is a limited uh, licensed practitioner that specializes in medical-grade permanent hair removal with a focus on dermatology and endocrinology. So I just so happened to come across it by chance. Um, I was already in the beauty industry, and it was what launched my career in medicine. Wow. It's so awesome. So can you tell us, like, what cosmetic therapy is? Yeah. So um, in Ohio, it is a medical-grade license, uh, for, or, or it's a medical license for medical-grade electrolysis. For those of you who don't know what electrolysis is, it is where you insert um, a probe into the hair follicle, apply an electrical current, and then remove the hair. This is the only FDA-approved method of permanent hair removal. Um, you can also uh, go for additional training, like myself, for laser hair removal, which reduces the amount of hair. Um, so, and what our background in training is focusing on is uh, predominantly dermatology. So, because we're dealing with the skin, um, we're dealing with hair that grows out of the skin, and then endocrinology, because a lot of times when um, women or even men have excess hair anywhere on their body or dark hair, even if it's baby fine, um, it'll, it can be stimulated by an endocrine disorder um, or even if it's not a disorder, some sort of levels in your body um, are imbalanced. So, so yeah, so that is, is what cosmetic therapy is. That's awesome. So I think we're talking about so much random stuff as friends. It's funny seeing you super serious. So I, I think this is awesome. Um, so what made you decide to become an entrepreneur and open your own medical spa? So I come from an entrepreneurial family. Um, when a, a few generations ago, my family immigrated uh, over here from Italy and uh, from like Spain by way of Costa Rica. Um, and they, you know, they started building businesses. And when I was a kid, I used to sit and listen to them talk business. And that's how I learned mm -hmm. a lot of things about sales, about negotiations, about, you know, all that stuff. And I, I kind of never really fit the traditional path. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you could say I, I've always kind of stepped outside the box a little. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, I started little side gigs when as, as little as like before middle school, like elementary school, I remember my friend and I used to play with like little geodes and we could be like, man, mm -hmm. we could sell these crystals. Now look at it. Now, now look at the crystal industry. Yeah. Now. These look like diamonds. Yeah. Like we could sell these, you know, and to mm -hmm. high school where I did like hair and makeup to college where I, 
you know, helped out with Cleveland Fashion Week. Yes, there is such a thing as Cleveland Fashion Week. Um, you know, reselling designer purses, stuff like that. And um, then I started working, you know, I got licensed with cosmetic therapy and I started working for medical spas, uh, managing and operating uh, small private practices. And I decided um, after moving back to Cleveland, actually, uh, that I wanted to open my own business to not only have the freedom, um, you know, for, for my schedule and, um, but also the freedom to actually focus on the patient, um, mm -hmm. and really treat them as, you know, as a whole, um, and mm -hmm. figure out, you know, if they're having, problems with hair growth, if they're having problems with acne, if they're having problems with like loss of skin elasticity, you know, cellulite, um, you know, fat is like what, like I was there to point them in the right direction to getting help to balance their hormones, see what underlying conditions um, are causing these symptoms um, so that my treatments worked better because I wasn't just treating, you know, the symptoms, I was having them get to the root cause and overall, you know, like their health improved and, mm -hmm. you know, they got better results than if they were to say, go going to, you know, a place that just goes in and out and it's just like, okay, I'm just going to remove the hair and if it keeps growing or keep doing, uh, you know, keep treating you for acne, you know, and just going to keep suggesting more pro you know, more products and selling you more treatments. Like, no, I, my goal was to correct the issue um, mm -hmm. so that they could work on, they can start either working on their next area that they had concern with or they refer mm -hmm. to new patients. So, so yeah, and okay. owning my own business, I, I was able to do that. That's perfect. So, I just want to know what is what do you think what do you think of what's happening now? Like just just in general. Which aspect of happening now? Huh? I said which, sorry, aspect, which, which aspects of happening now? Like uh patients. Just you know, healthcare, like, just everything that's happening with the quarantine and just like what do you think of the industry right now? Like what are just your thoughts? Um, so my thought on the industry right now is I, I think that medicine is very divided. Um, I think about, you know, from talking to people uh, across the world in medicine um, is half, half of doctors want to go back to traditional medicine, actually having time with their patients and, and listening to them and getting, you know, finding the root cause of whatever illness that they have um, or whatever causing their, their symptoms. And the other half is like, let's add more AI, let's add more, you know, med tech. Um, and both of those are great. They have, you know, they both have their place. You know, they can both help each other. But ultimately, you need a human to, like, truly give healthcare. Um, and I think that the integration of the two, if, if we can balance that, it will be, 
you know, it will be phenomenal. Um, we can we can cure things. You know, we can have a healthy healthy country, healthy a healthy world. Um, but like I said, right now it's it's kind of divided, um, and and I think that that is a problem that we need to focus on. Mm-hmm. Great. And um, do you what do you think of like the future of medicine? So I think that that's where the future of medicine is going. I think that, you know, a lot of patients, um, you know, not only are they frustrated, uh, especially the ones with, like, chronic illness and long-lasting conditions, um, they often feel like they are not being listened to by the doctors, that their symptoms are being overlooked, you know, that they're not being taken seriously. Um, And at the same time... A lot of doctors, you know, you have, to, you have to remember, especially in this day and age, I know, like, in this time in in the world, I think people are finally starting to remember that, like, doctors are healers. Like, that's why they got into medicine. Doctors want, most doctors, I, I have to put the disclaimers, majority of doctors <laughs> truly, truly care about their patients and want to help and want to get to the root cause and want to heal them. But a lot of them are getting just as frustrated, not only with themselves because they can't figure out what is going on. Why isn't this patient getting better? I followed everything in the textbook, you know, like everything I've been taught in school, um, you know, but they're also, if they're working for, you know, these large corporations or, you know, healthcare systems, um, they're also getting frustrated with the politics, you know, that are Mm -hmm. being imposed onto their practice. And that's what I'm saying. Like, a lot of these doctors, they're like, we need to take a step back, go back to patient care, integrate the health track and the AI where necessary, um, you know, to assist us. But, like, we need to integrate the best of both, like, holistic care, like, whole body healing, you know, with Western medicine. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing. It's always interesting to see people in the field talk about literally the same thing. Like, I, I think just medical people across the field, um, you know, share the same viewpoints. So um, what's it like running uh, your own med spa? Running my own med spa. Um, so like I said before, I really, really focused um, on patient care you know, on making sure I spent the extra time, making sure I got a full medical history, um, making sure I listened to their concerns, um, kept up to date with before and after pictures so that people can visually see the progress they're making. You know, we look in the mirror every day. We don't always notice, um, you know, things as dramatic as other people might notice who don't see you every day. Plus, we're our worst, you know, we're all our worst crypt. But, um, you know, what I really started focusing on was, was what are, like, the similarities between these patients? What are the emotional similarities? Um, you know, like, I kept hearing the same stories from patients over and over and over again, being frustrated. You know, like I was saying, like, I don't feel like my doctor's listening to me. You know, they're, I feel like they're overlooking my symptoms. You know, I feel like I'm just getting worse, you know. Um, 
and like what can I do and I started noticing this between all of my patients and even myself you know I too am a patient um you know medical professionals are patient as well um at times and um I I think that that is what led me more to like my next venture um which is creating a protocol for patients with chronic illness um, to alleviate the emotions that could potentially be manifesting through physical symptoms. Um, so, and, you know, without my work experience of working at practices where they just focused on the sales, they didn't focus on, you know, as much as like results and patient care and everything, you know, led me down this path to where I am now. Wow, amazing. I love that. So, um, man, so I, mean, I haven't experienced with this, but what is your experience of being a patient in America today? Ooh, well, um, I have suffered with chronic illnesses since, since my onset about 14, and I am now 32. So um, I have been going to specialists across the country and you know, I I feel the frustration. I have been to some doctors that I don't feel like they're listening. I don't, you know, I don't mm-hmm. feel um, like they, you know, are are taking me seriously. Um, you know, I understand that frustration. I understand the frustration of trying a new medication and it not working, or trying a new medication and having a bad side effect. You know, and all this takes an emotional toll on your body on top of the physical symptoms that you already have, you know, but there are good doctors out there. There are good doctors who are really working to, like, change change medicine or, you know, not to change, bring medicine back to the basics. Um, some people who, you know, who I admire are, there's a doctor um, up in like the Boston area, up in Massachusetts. His name is Mark Hyman, Dr. Mark Hyman. You guys may have seen him. He's been like all over, you know, Good Morning America and Today's Show and stuff like that, promoting his his latest books. He is the the doctor that started. Um, I'm not sure if he actually started, but he works with Cleveland Clinic with Integrative Health. You know, their Integrative mm-hmm. Health Center helping establish that. But right now what he's doing is he's actually lobbying. He's actually going up against the government, okay? And and has senators behind him saying, like, listen, our food system in America is making people sick, and we need to stop it, Mm -hmm. and we need to change it. And I just have to say, like, that is a brave Bold move. People don't understand like the risks he is taking, like speaking out like that. Um, another doctor I truly admire is Dr. Larry Burke. He is a radiologist at Duke University. Um, he also teaches there as well. He um, is the director of Duke's Integrative. I think it's like Center. Wait, no, Duke's. Center for Integrative Medicine. 
Um, he uses a technique called emotional freedom technique, which is a technique that I use as well, um, which I can get into a little bit more later. And um, and he was actually kind enough to to help me decide when what major I was going to study when I decided to go back to school last year. Um, so, and like I said, you know, anyone who's doing these integrative, you know, non-traditional practices um, in America right now, like they are on the front edge. They are, they are making the way so that our future generations, that integrative medicine is normal. You know, so that you're treating the mind and the body. You know, you're doing everything holistically. So, and lastly, honestly, the person who truly, truly inspires me is um, Dr. Peter Stapleton. She is out of Australia. She is um, a psychology professor there who is doing medical-grade clinical research on what's called emotional freedom technique, which is a tapping technique, self, self acupressure. Okay, so you just like tap on pressure points. I know I just totally tapped on the wrong spot, Lee. You know, you, you know the tap and stuff. Um, and she's doing clinical research, which is proving brilliantly that it works, that it can reduce cortisol levels, it can reduce your cravings, it can reduce anxiety, it can reduce depression. It can change gray matter in the brain of PTSD, you know, patients. Um, I mean, this is cutting edge stuff and all without medicine. I mean, you're simply tapping on pressure points on your body. I mean, this is, this is amazing. And she's fully funded, like I said, at Bond University in Australia. She wrote a book on this. Um, you know, you can look her up. It's, it's truly what medicine is going to be in the future, definitely. Medicine, medicine without medicine. That's awesome. Yeah, I can't wait. So um, you have a very interesting path right now. Um, so, like, you're studying at MIT and Harvard, and uh, you are actually going back to school now. So, like, what, what are your goals right now? What's it like being there? Um, what's it like being back at school? Um, well, so just to clarify, I did finish my program at MIT and Harvard Medical School. So, and um, like we said before, for privacy reasons, um, we, we keep the name of the institution that I'm sitting at now um, out, but I am studying neuroscience. And uh, like I said, Dr. Larry Burke helped me kind of um, narrow down my interests of philosophy, psychology, biology, um, medicine into like one um, topic, which is neuroscience. Um, so I started the, this past August, and my hope is to truly understand the scientific aspect of the mind-body connection so that it helps support my protocol where, like I mentioned before, is I will be using a, um, the self-acupressure technique, emotional freedom technique, um, to to create like a, a protocol that reverse engineers the diagnosis process in chronic illness patients and then gets mm -hmm. to your emotional root cause that originally started um, 
causing physical symptoms, which, you know, a lot of people, mm-hmm. when I use the term psychosomatic, which is what that is, when emotions cause a physical symptom. It's a medical term. A lot of people, I get slack for that, but it, it happens to everybody. You know, it's, it's scientifically proven. The placebo effect, scientifically proven that the mind controls the body. Um, let's put it that way. So I, I just want to teach people how to apply this technique, what, what areas to work on, what areas to focus on, so that they can help themselves. You know, I'm not doing it for them. Yeah. I'm giving mm-hmm. them the tools. I'm giving them the direction to do this. Um, I, you know, I want to start off with, say, like an online, um, an online course, um, mm-hmm. like a lot of entrepreneurs are doing, and even a lot of educators are doing, and, mm-hmm. you know, move on to hopefully a wellness center one day, you know, mm-hmm. selling um, this protocol to hospital systems to their integrative health department. Um, so that they can implement it with their patients, mm-hmm. you know, and see results and, and, and help more people. And, you know, possibly even, you know, have some, once, once we get out of quarantine, have some, like, nice healing retreats where, you know, we just go and we dive in and we, you know, what I always say is, like, tap that shit out. Like, get rid of it. Like, it, those emotions, if emotions are causing you baggage, they no longer belong to you. Heal it, release yep. it, get rid of it. Yeah, so, yeah so true. That's awesome. my goal. But um, yeah. uh, I would say going back to school now in my 30s has, has been an interesting ride. Um, mm-hmm. You know, these younger kids are real funny, real funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in math class and, you know, uh, the teacher wrote on the board, a pound sign because we're in math and we're dealing with numbers and somebody literally mm-hmm. rose their hand and asked what's the hashtag referring to and I just like I I, I couldn't like I I couldn't not like it was so hard but you know that's that's the things with the generational gap um you know, I would say going back to school is probably one of the unhealthiest things I've done for my body. Uh, I think, um, you know, the long hours, uh, trying to maintain some sort of like balance between a non-existent social life and studying, um, making sure that you're eating healthy, um, you know, it's a, it's a lot to juggle. It's definitely a lot to juggle. And a lot of our, a lot of the courses now, even before we went online, um, you know, you're self-teaching, you know, a lot of, a lot of the material. There are some excellent professors out there. There truly are. There are some excellent professors that really care and really teach. Um, but I would say I'm not 100% sold. Um, on having to have a degree. I think that if you have a passion um, and you have drive, you can, you can Mm -hmm. teach yourself um, Mm -hmm. and, and you can make it happen. You can make whatever you want happen. I mean, minus things that Mm -hmm. need a license, like doing surgery, do not go teach yourself surgery. Right. right. (laughs) 
you know, en- yeah. engineers also need like specific training, you know, so that stuff doesn't blow up and, and all that stuff. You know, there are specific fields that, that do need degrees. Um, yeah. But there are a lot of fields that don't. And ultimately, people have to make their own decision when it comes to that. And don't be afraid to break the social norms. I love it. So, okay, let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk about the funny, because um, you're really hilarious. Uh, this is why, one of the reasons, one of many reasons why I love you so much. So, like, what's that funniest thing that's happened to you in healthcare? Okay, so I used to manage this practice. Um, it was not my practice, and we used a laser machine that sprayed out cryogen, which is like a type of cooling gas. Um, which coincidentally is extremely, extremely flammable, um, even though we're dealing with, you know, scalding hot lasers. Um, but the engineers who have degrees fix it so that it's okay. So I was doing a Brazilian with the hair removal, and I'm in the front area, and all of a sudden, you know, I shoot the laser, and all of a sudden there's like this, and like there was like this, black dust, like, all over, like, this lady's leg, and I'm, like, freaking out. I'm, like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Like, first thing I think of is, like, malpractice, malpractice, malpractice. Oh, my God, like, what, like, what happened? Did the machine malfunction? Like, what is going on, you know? And um, so I I wiped it off. There was no damage, nothing to the skin. Um, I wiped off the little black dust. Well, you know, with a Brazilian, you have to do the backside as well. So I flip her over, and um, safety protocols, like I said, cryogen is very flammable. Well, with lasers, if you stick any gas near a laser, which is heat, it will combust, okay? So when we flip them over, we wet a cotton ball, and we actually have to, like, block the butthole. Um, which we used to have a joke. We used to call it like your cotton tail. I know, I know, right? Um, okay, so I was getting the cotton ball ready to plug, and um, and I and I heard the patient fart, like just a little, and I was like, I just heard like I couldn't even help it, like like after. <laughs> face but the second she left the room like I mean yeah, I was yeah, dying because I was like this chick almost blew up my laser like that's what it was on the front side like she must have farted at the same time that I shot the laser laser it combusted they got it and blown both up you know and like oh my gosh like I was just like this could have been so bad but it's so funny and I mean everybody farts if you pretend, if you don't fart, like you're not human. Everybody farts, okay? Mm-hmm. I get it, but like, mm-hmm. you know, until you're standing there yeah. trying to figure out why your laser yeah. like, combusted, mm-hmm. like, yeah. Oh my so god, this is gonna be a new title. Sorry, Chelsea, that, this is gonna be a new title. Uh, <laughs> no, that that was that was pretty funny, which kind of brings me to like. Yeah. My joke uh, about this whole coronavirus, you know, they say one of the early yeah. symptoms is mm-hmm. the loss of smell. Well, you know, like there's that old saying, you know, about like people thinking like their shit don't stink. I have been, mm-hmm. you know, 
Lee knows how much I procrastinate when I'm studying sometimes and think of like these random things. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. I have to create a meme with like this really nice like floral border, like something like really pr- pink, really pretty, really just like says like happy in spring. And on the inside, it's going to say, like, if you think your shit don't stink, like, you probably got Barona. <laughs> like, yeah. So I think it takes a totally new, like, the coronavirus taking a totally new level on the old saying, like, you think your shit don't stink. So, yeah. So just FYI, <laughs> if you can't smell your own poo, please go to the hospital and get checked for. You know, <laughs> All right, so, oh, my God. So if coronavirus was an actual person, what would you say to it? Are are we bleeping this video, or or are we just going? I said, are are we just continuing to swear Profanity is encouraged. Profanity Profanity is encouraged. I say, you can't steal my tap. I say that for tapping. I always say profanity is encouraged. All right, if coronavirus was a person... I would say, first off, stay the fuck away from me. Stay away from me, man. That stuff is nasty. It is nasty. Neuroscience studies, scientific studies, um, are showing that it does damage to your brain, even if you are healed. Okay? If you, people who had the SARS virus years ago uh, Mm -hmm. and recovered, a lot of them, there are scientific evidence that a lot of them had a spike afterwards in autoimmune mm-hmm. disorder um, mm-hmm. that didn't have it before, meaning that you can become mm-hmm. chronically ill from this. So please, people, mm-hmm. for the love of God, stay in your houses, okay? Yes. Stay in your houses. Mm-hmm. Wash your hands. Play with your kids. Don't send your kids out to play with 20 other kids, okay? You know, like, like, take care of yourself, okay? Um, mm-hmm. I think I had, like, one more point on my list. Um, mm-hmm. oh, besides the keeping your distance, which is, like, you know, make sure everyone stays apart. Yeah, super important. Yeah, do that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Remember that nobody is exempt from catching the coronavirus, okay? Do you know how many doctors, like, like doctors mm-hmm. are dying from this? And they are head to toe, like, garbed up, okay? Like, no skin exposure. Doctors have died from them, okay? You are not immune to this. Nobody is immune to this, no matter how much money, no matter how little money, no matter what race. You guys need to start taking this seriously. You guys need to mm-hmm. remember to breathe, okay? Just remember to breathe. Mm-hmm. Keep to yourself, okay? That's the only way that we're going to stop this from spreading. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. So, oh, my God, I think we're all in love with you. So I, how can we, you know, keep up the conversation? How can we connect with you? How can we work with you? Uh, what's, what's, what's your website? Okay. So um, my website is coming soon. Um, there's actually a coming soon button. Uh, I'm going to okay. say it's lotuslayer.com, like lotus like the flower and layer like layers in a cake. Um, mm-hmm. And I hope to have it up. My goal is this summer. Um, I am so swamped with schoolwork. Um, I am doing my best to get it out this 
to start getting it out this summer. Um, if not, you can reach me on LinkedIn. Um, my name is Chelsea Spalzett. Um, Good luck trying to spell the last name, but if you figure it out, you can find me on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. I love it. So, guys, here you go, the very amazing Chelsea. Um, so thank you so much for educating us on the medical spa um, industry. Thank you for sharing your insight um, um, as a professional who's going back to school and your insights on medicine. And thank you for the farting laser. Oh, my God, you just totally made my day. So thank you so much again, guys. Visit her. And, um, I'll just I'll just text you. <laughs> this is a weird ending it on a podcast note. Um, but, yeah, thank you so much and uh, we will talk to you soon.